What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another Monday Slab Stocks live video. And uh, you'll notice Aaron is not here. We have Julian in the house. So Julian covered for me last week, and he is covering for Aaron this week. So thank you, Julian, for being here. Um, pretty good show. The uh, the cover photo here is technically wrong. It is episode 90, and uh, that's on me. That's on me for not having the right cover photo. Didn't realize that until now. But uh, it is episode 90, and it is just a small market update for you guys today. Some big things going on um, in the card world. Uh, one of which, one of which, real quick, is in fact prism wmba just came out and that may be why you guys are here that was promised uh, a little bit of a, a blunder i was going through a bunch of different things and one of the things i forgot that i wanted to talk about was in fact 2021 prism um uh prices and uh while that's unfortunate there is a couple things there's a couple things i do want to talk about right now number one Ace Cade rookies, $30 currently as we speak. And we'll get into everything else real quick. But June 11th, $28. June 11th, $44 on auction, um, $66. People, people are going crazy for the early prices. And so just as a little reminder, a little refresher, don't fall into having to buy early. Um it's never it's never a good choice. You should not be paying Cade prices of $44. Somebody spent 44 actual dollars on a base rookie of Cade on an auction today. Uh, do not fall into that trap. These prices will go down within like a month. You will not find $44 base Cade prices. They'll probably settle in at like 15 or something. So be smart. If you find something super rare, you know, an orange out of 49 or something, yeah, you might want to buy because you don't know when it's going to pop up again um, or a gold vinyl, something like that. But if you're just talking about base, don't fall into the trap of spending $44 on a base rookie of a Cade or somebody like that. Um, but that's all I got for Prism. Uh, Julian, you have anything you want to add for that? Because obviously we should have added it in here and I've got other stuff in here, just not 2021 Prism. No, I think you, you touched on it pretty good. I mean, we, we see it every time with product releases that the, the sales um, are a lot higher for the non-rare stuff. So I would say definitely um, hold off a little bit, at least a few weeks. Um, and after that, also just do your research. You don't want to buy for something for 10 or 20, a base card for 10 or $20 more than, than what it's going for. So research and maybe hold off a little bit, but I think you touched those points pretty well. Yeah. Definitely, definitely hold off as best you can. And uh, I think in the end, it will work out unless, unless it's rare or unless you do what I did with 2022 Bowman Baseball, hold off on Jackson Churio and then prices just went up from there. Um, that being said, let's move on to a couple different things today. So number one, we've got the Slab Stocks Camp Kessum charity event happening at the national at the trade night. But before that point, we have a couple different things. And um, last year, we raised $140,000. Camp Kessum, obviously, you've probably heard it if you've been in here or if you've listened to anything we've done in the last like month or last year. Camp Kessum gives the kids a chance to go to camp, get away for a while. And these kids have parents who are dealing with cancer or have dealt with cancer um, or who unfortunately may have passed away from cancer. And so it gives the kids a chance to become kids again instead of having to face harsh realities that maybe quite a few of us, I'm sure there's some of us in here that have had to face this, but quite a few of us have never had to face and don't really have an idea of what it's like to have to face that. And I got to imagine it's very stressful on a kid. And so you give a kid a chance to get away for a week, join other kids who are in the same spot, and then just be kids and enjoy camp and enjoy everything that comes along with a summer camp um, and all that stuff. And so we raised $140,000 last year. So far, we've raised $40,000 this year. You can see the main sponsors at the bottom, PWCC, Whatnot, Car Ladder, SGC, Midwest Cards um, coming in big. And um, for the charity event, the free SGC grading that was supposed to happen by July 2nd is done. But if you are out there and you are interested in giving anything, you can send it to Slab Stocks Charity, P.O. Box 320384, 
Franklin, Wisconsin, 53132. Again, label it Slab Sox Charity, P.O. Box 320384, Franklin, Wisconsin, 53132. And so while we can't grade the cards, we will be having um, whatnot streams. We'll be having whatnot streams. You can see that here on July 19th, July 21st, and then live from the National on that trade night on July 28th. So specifically for the July 19th and July 21st uh, charity streams on whatnot, if you have any cards at all, and it could be a $20 card, it could be a $50 card, it could be a $500 card. If you're just like, eh, I don't really need this, and you want to donate it to try to help get kids to camp, you don't even have to sell it. We'll sell it for you. Um Please, by by all means, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, it doesn't matter. Um, every little bit helps if, you know, if 10 people give a $50 card, we give one person, we send one kid to camp. If 100 people give a $10 card, you know, we send two kids to camp. And so it's, it's, it adds up after a while. Don't think that just because you can only give $10 doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. It means a lot. So if you have the means and you have the opportunity and have the ability, we ask that if you can give even just a little bit, um, it means a lot for these kids. All right. And uh, that's not the only thing on whatnot. We also have our weekly whatnot breaks. So this week, Tops Chrome Women uh, Hobby. So we've got that there. That was uh, really fun. Last time we ripped it, I ripped a box a week ago. It was a good time. And uh, so we've got that on Tuesday, 6 p.m. As long as it shows up, there's a little bit iffy mail. I just moved out west, so it could potentially get pushed um, to Wednesday. We will see. Um, but as of right now, 5 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Or if you are West Coast like me, 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And then on Thursday, we've got two boxes of 2021 Tops Museum uh, hit draft with Aaron. So. Uh, keep your eyes open for that. I wanted to hop in real quick and uh, Global Sports Card Investor had a question for us. Do you boys think that with such delays with product releases hurts the market with hype factor not as prominent? Nate, what do you think about that? Um, I do. I do, in fact, think it hurts the market. You Imagine, you know, you are going through an NBA season. You're watching Cade Cunningham play. You're really excited about watching him play. You're excited about Jalen Green or any of those guys. And then all of a sudden, you can't buy any of their main cards. Um, a lot of us, I'm sure, are in the same boat where, you know, yeah, it's cool if you can get a low number Donruss parallel or something like that. But realistically, if you don't have endless money to spend, you want to save your money. So you don't want to be buying Prism draft picks. You don't want to be buying Donruss. You want to wait for the Prism, the Optic, the Select. Um, especially if you're in the boat like me where you can't you just can't afford a national treasures or a flawless right um but you might be able to afford a red wave out of 149 or a non-graded ruby wave or, or a non-numbered ruby ruby wave or something like that and so you want to wait for that and the problem with that is that you waited all the way through the nba season and you waited all the way up until after the draft summer league has started to get the rookies from last year and for me, that definitely that definitely is a big, big, big problem and a big, big kind of deflator to um, some of these releases. Uh, and that's that's just personally like I would hate it if Bowman draft comes out every December. I'm a Bowman guy. If Bowman draft came out after the next draft had already happened, that'd be atrocious. Like the Brewers draft sell Freelick and I can't buy a. a card of his until after somebody else has already been drafted on the team no thank you yeah i definitely agree too and for me a big a big appeal of uh, ripping wax is kind of the mystery right you got like the cade cunningham's the jalen greens the big guys but then there's also guys that you might not be as familiar with but then they blow up during the season that's a big appeal for me and i think for a lot of people and when you're releasing products three months after the season then you know you know what, who the top players are. I just feel like it's not as exciting doing that, and I think that has to do with um, the hype as well. Yeah, I uh, I like that you brought bring that up because that is that is a big thing. Obviously, everyone wants everyone wants the Cade Cunningham blue ice. You know, everyone wants the Cade Cunningham base, but sometimes you might just have to settle for something a little lower. And then if that guy starts blowing up, it's like, oh, I'm sitting on a huge card, or oh, I can get more of these for cheap. Well, you can't do that if 
said player has already blown up and you're already into year two. So, and real quick, Matthew says, did you move Nate? Where to? I moved to Spokane, Washington. So I am in the great state, maybe the great state of Washington. I've decided I only move to states that start with W's. So uh, Wisconsin to Washington. And of course, good evening, Tom. Thank you for joining. And good evening, Global. All right, so on to the PWCC. We just had weekly auction number 25 end last Sunday, and we had some big cards. So here are the top three selling cards from the PWCC weekly auction number 25. We've got the Michael Jordan 1984 star rookie BGS 8 ended for 24000 Imagine, I imagine... And Julian, you probably agree that that ended for so much because somebody's probably thinking, oh, I can buy this now, crack it, and send it to PSA. Maybe they won't crack it. Maybe it's just the PSA piggybacking off the PSA news that these cards are in, in the news and it is a higher price. But um, so one way or the other, I think this card is $24,000 because of the PSA news that they are starting to accept these 1984-star Michael Jordans. Number two on the list is LeBron James 2012 Prism Silver. So first year Prism Silver, $18,600. I get it. First year Prism, yada, yada, yada. For me, I would never spend $18,000 on a ninth year, 10th year LeBron James card um, that isn't autographed, that isn't doesn't have a sweet patch in it, that's not a one-on-one or something. I wouldn't spend that money. I get the appeal for people that love first year prism that love prism i don't love prism so for me it's like that's an insane amount of money and we watch it with tom brady you uh you watched it go up to like twenty five thousand dollars twenty four thousand dollars and now you've seen it go all the way back down to three thousand dollars for a first year prism of him just one of those things i could see lebron following suit and then number three was this non-true rpa it is an rpa don't get me wrong um, but it's not the like vertical, uh, flawless RPA here. So it's one of the subsets though. It doesn't have a name and, uh, of Trey young. Um, and I forget what the, do you remember what the number was on that? Out of, out five, of five, yeah. five out of five selling for $16,200. So we then asked, uh, Instagram who was the best deal and the I don't know the numbers because I wasn't logged into the Slab Stocks Instagram. I had to pull it from my Slab Stocks Nate Instagram. But Michael Jordan, BGS 8, 46% of the vote. LeBron James, 30% of the vote. And Trey Young out of five, 23% of the vote. I myself voted for the Michael Jordan, so happy to see that. And then we also have um, the biggest, one of the bigger risers and one of the bigger fallers of the week. And one of the bigger risers, Shoyo Tani. Obviously, he's been unbelievable. Pitching lately, one of the best pitchers in the American League let alone, and also the National League. He doesn't pitch in the National League, but you get it. Uh, $10,800 for his gold auto number to 50 BGS 9.5. That is a 29% increase from the last sale. Um, that's a really nice increase for Otani. Of course, the Angels are still bad. Probably not going to make the playoffs. Uh, Otani needs to escape there. Mike Trout needs to escape there. That, that organization is just cursed. And then the biggest faller. No surprise here. Deshaun Watson, they just traded Baker away. He's probably not going to play this year. Um, and who knows what happens after that. But Deshaun Watson dropping 62%, a very toxic asset. And uh, one that I'm kind of shocked that the Browns traded for, like at the first moment of good news, they traded for him. And now so many other things coming out where it's like, hey, actually this dude's, he was crummy. Now he's super, super crummy. Um, and the Browns are looking real dumb right now and uh deshaun dropping in price we had that brief blip where he went up in price once the browns traded for him and we're going straight back down and then we also had a question here worth buying the deshaun drop off 29 yes 71 no and so 71 of you are along the same lines as me and probably julian just not worth touching not worth touching right yeah de definitely i i personally would not either i i was surprised at um like you said the browns not only did they they trade a bunch for him they locked him up to that huge contract 
which was pretty crazy considering he still had a bunch of stuff going on. But um, the whole thing yeah, was I guaranteed, agree. right? Yep. A lot of it was guaranteed. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was a crazy amount. So, yeah, the Browns definitely um, fumbled that a bit, but uh, I would not buy, especially even at $4,000. That seems way too much for me still, too. Yeah, it's it's insane. And real quick, Travis Hobson says, welcome to Spokane. Great place to live. Thank you, Travis. If you uh, if you know any hidden spots I should check out, please drop them in the uh, comment section so I can save them and go there later. Um. So, yeah, Deshaun, I mean, it, it's one of those things. I don't want to get, like, uber high uppity or high and mighty here. But, like, there's certain things, like, if I'm making money off of cards and I do it because a guy's performance increases or, and stuff, you're like, okay, cool. Um, or if somebody, like, has a movie coming out, okay, cool. Things I don't like making money on or wouldn't ever want to make money on, a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's just a crummy dude, or, like, you know, people's weird fascination with buying up Bart stars or old guys and then waiting for them to die and then selling it. That's also very weird to me. And I, I do not, I do not like that move. So those are like two of the moves where I'm like, eh, gives me real big pause in the card market. Um, I, I just, I couldn't do it. I agree. Matthew Johnson asks, think Otani to the Dodgers. What do you think? Nate? Well, I think personally, I think Otani is good enough and provides so much value that you might be shocked at the teams that might line up to try to sign him. Obviously, everyone thinks Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, you know, Phillies, teams with huge pocketbooks that can spend 200 plus million. Yeah, uh, you're you're always going to expect those guys. But I think it could be a team. Take the Orioles. Pretty surprising right now on a seven-game win streak. Have a lot of young guys coming up. Don't have a ton of money on the books. I wouldn't be shocked if the Orioles said, hey, we don't have a ton of money for the next couple years. Otani fills both frontline starter need and DH need. Um, we're getting two players for the price of one. What if we go $45 million over seven years? $50 million over seven years. Maybe you can front-load it a little bit. Um, where it's not 50 million at the back end when they have to start paying the Adley Rushmans of the world. And uh, I could see that happening. Is it likely? Maybe not, because you still, it's, you know, the Dodgers might just blow everyone out of the water if they really want them, especially West Coast team, Japanese player. It's like a perfect marriage. And I don't know if Otani would want to go to the East Coast anyways, but I could just see a team that's kind of on the up and coming that has money to spend being like, if there was one guy we're willing to break the bank for, it's Otani because he 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 does so much for you um, in a multitude of different ways. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know a lot more about baseball than I do. The only thing I do know is it seems like the Dodgers have unlimited amount of money. So I would not be surprised if they somehow get him. They they do have an unlimited amount of money. I am curious to see what happens now that the owner that owns the Dodgers also owns Chelsea. Um, because, you know, you only have so much money. And if you're trying to afford a Premier League team and get all the top talent there, uh, maybe either either he just starts forking out money for both teams or the Dodgers take a step back so that Chelsea can also have a good team. We'll see. Yeah, and now Aaron's basically a Dodgers fan, right? Essentially, essentially, yes. I do think that that is the rumor I heard. Aaron said, I'm Chelsea all the way, including including Chelsea's owner. Oh, he's the Dodgers owner. I forgo the Brewers. I'm a Dodgers fan. He's a bandwagoner at heart. Uh, and uh, really kicking a guy while he's down, but Dodgers fan now. So, all right. And a uh, quick thank you, Dan. Dan says, welcome to the great Pacific Northwest. Pacific on me, or Pacific. Coffee on me once you're all settled up here. I'll make the drive up from Portland. Love that. Well, Dan, we might be driving out to Portland uh, in September. So if we if we head out to Portland, we'll uh, we'll let you know. Um, and then Chris says Braves Houston make a play may make a play for him. And yeah, I could see that happening. Obviously, Houston is one of those teams that I would kind of expect to be spending a ton of money. Um, Braves would be an interesting one for sure. Uh, we'll see what kind of money they have. All right, let's get into oh oh we got a couple more things. Uh, PWCC weekly auction. There was also some budget cards here. You've got the Trey Lance flawless uh, dual college patch there. 
Tatis Jr. Tops Chrome Update Pink PSA 10. The Tua Premier Level Blue Checkerboard out of 149. SGC 8. The Bowman Draft Mike Trout BGS 8. Cristiano Ronaldo Optic Green Velocity. Non-numbered, correct, Julian? Out of 200. Out of 200. Uh, PSA 9. And then the Tops Chrome Rookie Russell Westbrook Orange PSA 7. All budget cards. All We talk a lot about high-end cards, but you can find some budget cards. For me specifically, like... A Mike Trout rookie, hundred eight dollars. I'll take that. The Tua, especially. I'm a big believer in Tua. I'm either going down with the ship or we are rising up together this year. I don't know which one's going to happen, but I love Tua. I am. I am on. I'm on the Tua bandwagon until from two years ago until the end of time. You know, and uh, sixty seven dollars for that for a uh, numbered Tua. I'll take that all day long, uh, especially going into this season with Tyreek Hill. So. We talk a lot about expensive cards, but there are some nice bargain cards to be had. Maybe in lower grades, but buy the card, not the grade. Am I right? You are right indeed. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about market update. And what I mean by market update is there's just a few things happening right now um, that we should talk about and prices rising and just big moments happening in sports for there not being any basketball regular season or any football or anything like that. First up is the all-star game. And uh, this is not a list of all the all-stars. This is a list specifically of first-time all-stars. I didn't include relievers here. This is a list of first-time all-stars. So you can see here Max Fried, Paul Blackburn, Tony Gonsolin, Joe Musgrove, Martin Perez, Framber Valdez, Alex Manoa, Nestor Cortez, Shane McClanahan, they are all pitchers, all first-time pitchers. And then Andres Jimenez, Luis Arias, Jose Trevino, Jazz Chisholm, Alejandro Kirk, Ian Happ, Dansby Swanson, CJ Crone, who's 32, first-time All-Star, Travis D'Arnaud, William Contreras, Julio Rodriguez, Andrew Benatendi, and Kyle Tucker, which I'm actually kind of shocked that this is Kyle Tucker's first year. These are all first-time All-Stars heading into this All-Star break, uh, which is which is bonkers. Some of them are older. CJ Crone, Martin Perez, um, guys like that. Travis D'Arno. Some of them are Julio Rodriguez, who's 21. And uh, a nice little mix there. So we're not going to talk about all these guys, but we are going to look at a couple of these guys and their price movements because some of them, specifically Shane McClanahan, a lot of people say never buy pitchers. I would never buy a pitcher. It's a waste of money. Can't make money. Yada, yada, yada. Well, Shane McClanahan last year had a 3-4-3 ERA and 123 innings with 141 strikeouts. This year, he has a 1-7-3 ERA in 104 innings, 141 strikeouts. So the exact same amount of strikeouts as he had last year. He also cut down on his walks and hits per inning pitched by almost 0.4. He went from 1.273 to 0.815, which is incredible. He's cut down in his hits from 8.8 .8 to 5.7. He cut down on his walks from 2.7 to 1.6. He rose his strikeouts from 10 per nine innings to 12 per nine innings. He has been amazing. One of the front runners for AL Cy Young. There's a couple of them, but he's one of the front runners. And you can see here that he had a really good year. People probably buying in because of the good year last year, hoping for big things. And it he has absolutely delivered here. And you can see prices $50. I took prices from the beginning of the season. April 2nd auction, $50.25 for a Bowman Chrome Purple Auto. July 9th auction, $175 there. Um, so we're talking three and a half times the value in three months, essentially. That's uh, that's pretty cool. So Shane McClanahan is an absolute stud. I love it. Um, Shane McClanahan was one of those guys I, I liked a long time ago. I bought the, some of his cards, and then I sold way too early. And, uh, you know, mistakes made, but at least I had some at one point. Next up is Andres Jimenez. So Andres Jimenez was part of the Francisco Lindor trade. And what's funny here is that if, unless you're a fan of the Guardians or just happen to have Andres Jimenez cards from when he was a Met and you didn't want to trade, it would be almost impossible for you to have like been like before the season, yeah, I'm going to make money on this guy because he hit 218 with a 282 on base and a 351 slugging last year. 
He was 26% worse than league average. Nobody in their right mind would have looked at that and said, or his year before, looked at that and said, you know what? I'm going to bet big on Andres Jimenez to break out, and I'm going to make money on him. Um, that would be that would be crazy for you to do unless you are a fan of the Guardians. And so I bring him up to just point out that it's okay to miss on guys, to not having have invested in Andres Jimenez um, or to not even have looked at him because this is the type of guy that, yes, people are making money on him right now, but they're likely Mets or Guardians fans. Um, he went from $53 April 4th on auction to $124 July 10th. You know, you're you're over doubling your money there, but that would have been really hard for you to look at the stats he had and say, yeah, I'm going to invest in this guy. So. Yeah, I agree. This goes back to our point of more of like collecting what you love. I mean, I think a lot of the people who'd be profiting off of this are fans, such as you said, and it's a, it's a big gamble for players like this to go in and predict that they'll have a really good season. So it's not something that I would recommend everybody do, but this is just a, a good example of one guy who, who paid off. So yeah, that's some people are making some good money. They are. And of course, every, for every one of these, you have a different guy that, you know, you're not making money on. So it happens. Um, Next up, Jazz Chisholm, one of the top young players in the league, 24 years old, spark plug for the Marlins shortstop. And before the season, you could have bought a Bowman Chrome Blue, number 18 out of 150. You could have bought this card for $86 on April 4th. And then here on July 9th, somebody popped a best offer. SGC 9, so it's been graded, but um, $30 grading fee plus $86. Unless you go through slab stocks, you can get grading fees for $23. Um, keep that in mind. We will be releasing uh, information on that really soon here. Um, you know, $30 added on to that, you're looking at $116. you are making $100. Uh, now, after fees and, and taxes, sure, it's less than that, but... Um, hundred bucks, which is really good. And uh, jazz of course is an all-star and he will probably be an all-star for years to come. Uh, he's got the fan vote behind him for sure. And then lastly, this one's interesting to me. So Julio Rodriguez, everyone knows about Julio Rodriguez. Uh, he's been hitting really well this year. He's got an 811 OPS. He's hitting 274 with a 334 on base and a 477 slugging 811 or OPS, 134 OPS plus. He's got 15 home runs, 21 stolen bases. He leads the majors in stolen bases. He's also the quickest in MLB history to 15 home runs and 20 stolen bases, which I know is an arbitrary kind of thing. But one of the guys ahead of him was, or kind of thing, kind of stat, but one of the guys ahead of him was Barry Bonds, and he beat Barry Bonds to those numbers by nine games. So you beat Barry Bonds in something, it's impressive. But... You look at his prices here, and a Speckle Auto PSA 9, or a PSA 10, sells for $3,985 two days before the season started, April 5th. July 10th, he's done really well. July 10th, it's only up to $4,088. That is a increase of $103. All of that good play, only a $103 increase. You're probably scratching your head and saying, what? How does that make sense? Well... If you go to May 16th, when he was in the middle of his tough start, he was hitting the ball hard, but right at people, and he was getting a ton of uh, called strikes on pitches outside the strike zone. He got through that. He was doing pretty poorly, but not necessarily like poorly in a way that he couldn't correct it because he obviously did. 28.50 on May 16th for the same speckled 299 PSA 10 or 28.50. And uh, $2,850 to $4,088, that looks a lot better. Um, us at Slab Stocks on our PWCC Flip Quest, we did buy a uh, Bowman Chrome Blue non-auto PSA 10, number to 150 for $1,000. And uh, that one's looking pretty good because now the last one sold for 2000 So the Flip Quest is starting to uh, go in a better direction for us as of late. Two questions in the chat. Matthew yeah. Johnson asking, what happened to Bobby Witt Jr.? Not hearing much about him. Yeah, so Bobby Witt's got the power, and his his season stats are, are moving up, but he also had a very, very tough start to his career. Julio had a tough start. Bobby Witt had a tough start. 
If you go look at Bobby Witt's overall numbers, you'll say, eh, not that good. 103 OPS, 731, um, or 103 OPS plus 731 OPS. It's like, it's okay, 12 home runs. But if you go to his splits and you look up those, you can see that, hey, last seven days, he has an 887 OPS. Now, the last 14 days, 566, not as good. But it just goes to show you that he has been hitting the ball a little bit late, better as of the last like week. And um, he is trending up just slightly. And so if he can keep that up, you will be hearing a little bit more about Bobby Witt. Another thing that factors in there is that Bobby Witt plays on Kansas City, a bad baseball team. Julio Rodriguez plays on the Mariners, a team that just went on like a seven game win streak and now is in like second wild card position. Um, there's a big difference there. And then the next one I can take, uh, the most popular sports football sport is football in the world. Soccer, as we would call it. Will the MLS league also become more popular in the United States in the warranty years than in the past? What I think is without a doubt, soccer will be become bigger in the U S especially with the, the world cup in 2026. I think that, all, that that's almost guaranteed that soccer and the soccer card market will grow. Now it's a little interesting with the MLS considering, um, Definitely not as popular. I think a lot of a lot more people who get into soccer are watching uh, European stuff. Um, and I, I personally don't watch a ton of MLS, but I do think if some big name players like Messi, I know Messi wants to come to the MLS at some point. Players like Griezmann, maybe Ronaldo. Um, I think if they end up coming to the MLS, uh, a lot more people will tune in. Um, but at the the rate it's going right now. Uh, I don't know how much more popular the MLS can get. I think a lot of things have to change first, but I think um, say two, two, three years, Messi comes over to inter, inter Miami. Um, I think it'll, it'll grow a lot, but soccer as a whole is growing, growing a ton. Um, I have a quick question for you along those MLS lines. So by and large, Americans are used to watching the best of the best, the best European players um, or Chinese players, basketball uh, shout out Yao Ming come over to the NBA to play in America. The best baseball players come over from um, Latin America or from Japan, Taiwan, you know, to play even Europe, shout out Max Kepler, Germany, to play in America. Um, same with football. You have Australian rules, you know, Australian rugby players coming over to play football from time to time. Um, now, that's obviously more of an American sport that you don't hear about being played overseas that you can find in baseball and stuff. Um, so it's not as big, but still Americans uh, in hockey, hockey, too. You get, you know, Alexander Ovechkin, great Russian hockey player coming over to play his entire career in America. Um, Canadians playing the NHL. Now, obviously, there are Canadian teams, North American um, so it's not just US of A, but you get my point is that generally, if there is an American league, the best of the best are coming over here to play and they're probably getting paid the most. That is not the case with the MLS, obviously, in, and it's it's not even close. If the best of the quote on best of the best are coming over to play, they are late, late, late career, not even late career, late, late, late career, David Beckham's or. Lionel Messi's um, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, he's 39, 40. What does he have left in the tank? Well, we'll see. We'll still drop people in and he can have his retirement while still making money um, for a few years and not have to have the stress of playing in a Premier League or a La Liga or something like that. Uh, do you think that because of that and because of how Americans interact with other sports, that maybe the MLS will never catch on in America because we just don't have the talent and I don't think you can ever expect the young talent the best of the best to come over here I I could definitely see that as a possibility for me it's also um comes down to cost all the way at the bottom the cost of playing soccer in the U.S. as like a youth player is is way too much and that's why I think a lot of the European countries have such good players because their best players, you, if they can't afford to play, they're still able to get into the academies. It's a lot cheaper. But here, um, I think a lot of the best players are not able to get onto the teams and get, get seen. So I think that has to do with talent. And as well, the point you brought up that I didn't really think about is 
how for a lot of other sports people are coming to the U.S. And now our best players on the U.S. national team go, have been going abroad to, to play at a young age, and those are our best players. So it, it, there's a lot that has to change. I think the structure of soccer in the U.S. from the ground up would have to change quite a bit for the MLS to um, become a, a top league. And because at this rate, all the best players, like you said, like the Americans, like Ricardo Pepe, once they they get um, into the news, they become big players, 19, 20 years old, they just go to Europe and that's the best route for them. So I think a lot more will have to change. And I, I could see it never picking up as much steam as many people think. Do you think they would have to have a structure similar to um, international football where you have to have uh, you know, a school for Barcelona or a school or whatever you call, I, I don't know what they call them, but, um, you know, where you have 13 year olds, 12 year olds leaving, leaving parochial school and going to these schools and doing soccer and schooling all the way through until they're 18 and then joining a club and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I think I think that definitely could work. I think they're they're I, I'm not completely sure, but I think there may be a few academies in the US where they do that. But I know for the for a fact the majority of them don't do that. Um I think that would help, but I think cost is also a huge thing because um abroad to say they 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 find a good player, they come to the academy, they don't have to pay anything. Academies in the US, um, like my sister actually plays academy soccer in the, it's ridiculous how much you have to pay. So um, I think a lot of it just has to do with, with the cost, but I also think probably something like that would, would help just getting people like only into soccer, surrounded by soccer at all times. Cause overseas too, like there's not really like university soccer as they would call it, like college soccer. It's if you're the best, you're straight to like a semi pro team, one of the pro academies here, there's also the, the factor of college soccer. So, yeah, th there's a lot of differences that I think would have to be addressed. Okay. Interesting. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, I mean, maybe if anything were to work, it'd be women's soccer because we have a lot of really good American women soccer players. Maybe that's the avenue that would take off in America would be like a, a women's soccer league where people come in here um, instead of going to the Chelsea's or of the world. All right, real quick, two questions. Are there hooligan fanatic fans in American football and basketball like in Europe? In Europe, smoke flares are thrown in chairs or sometimes burned, beaten. Nope. That is uh, that is not a thing. People get riled up. They get angry. Maybe before the game, especially football, Lambo, Buffalo, there will be tailgate parties and people, especially in Buffalo, will dive through tables and stuff. But when it comes to actually being in the stadium, if you were starting to light off flares um, or burn chairs, you would get kicked out of the stadium real quick. Um, so there's none of that there, maybe outside the stadium. But even if if you start burning something in a in a in NFL team owned parking lot, you get kicked out of there, too. So uh, we don't have that here. And then Chris says, will you guys be at the Lambo Man City game? And we will not at least I won't Aaron might be able to make it but as a man that no longer lives in Wisconsin sadly there's no more Lambo excursions for me all right yes, let's I will be, I'll also be tagging along with Aaron to the game so I, hey. I'm gonna have to re resist not wearing a Manchester United jersey to the game because I don't want um to look bad in front of his family and get them beat up you should you should uh wear one just for kicks and gigs I could wear it like under a sweatshirt or something. There you go. I like it. Let's uh, let's move on to summer league. So the uh, of course the summer league started, and if you've been paying attention, every single draft pick in the history of the world is bound and destined to become a star. Um, even undrafted guys that are getting minutes that are shooting well are bound and determined to become stars. Now everyone has gotten a steal in the draft at this point because of the summer league. Um, people love to overreact. And uh, not necessarily Chet Holmgren, but take your summer league stats with a grain of salt. Don't get riled up. It's like spring training. It's like um, OTAs for football. Yeah, people are going to be excited, but you got to remember, these are all the same age kids playing against each other. Chet Holmgren is not going up against Zion. He's not going up against LeBron. He's not going up against even a Dwight Howard or a uh, DeAndre Jordan. You know, he's going up against fellow 19 to 22 year olds. Um, but as for Chet, 
He's been obviously good in the postseason. I actually have some stats on him on Twitter here. So he's averaged through first three games. He averaged 15 points, nine rebounds, three assists, four blocks, and a steal. He's been shooting 38% from three and 43% from the field, 100% from three throw, averaging 26 minutes. So he has been really good, and uh, his prices show that $186 for his Bowman University. So obviously no Chet Holmgren cards out yet, but they do have Bowman University cards, and we're seeing the first um, like usefulness to them right now because you got guys that don't have their prisms or their Donruses or their specters or anything like that, but they do have Bowman University, and you can make money on these guys. $186 on a refractor auto. All autos are refractors or better in this. You couldn't get any base autos, quote-unquote. Um, $186 on June 20th on auction, $248 on July 10th on auction. So while it's not a huge price increase, it's a decent price increase for the um, for the product, you know? Uh, anything to add there, Julian? Nope. I think you covered a bunch of it. I mean, a big thing this year is because, like you said, it's first year Bowman for, for a bunch of players, for basketball players. So there's no other product. So that's what a lot of people are turning to for, for summer league action and kind of going into the hype with a lot of players. I mean, you have some other examples to show as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's a, a bunch of the prices have been jumping, especially some of the players that have been playing well. Mm-hmm. Uh Another player that's been playing well, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Kenny Lofton Jr., not the son of Kenny Lofton, the baseball player, um, just another man named Kenneth Lofton who has become famous. And uh, he is 6'6", and he is like 280 pounds, but he has great footwork around the rim. Um, he's like a 6'6", 280-pound center, but he's got great footwork, and he also can shoot from the outside. Um, he's pretty interesting, but you know there is questions about how useful if you can't jump through the roof like Zion um, or super, super Jack like Zion, there is some questions about how useful a 6'6", 208-pound center can really be. And so for me, this is interesting. So in um, Summer League so far, Kenneth, Kenny, Kenneth Lofton Jr. has scored 46 points on 20 of 31 shooting. That's pretty, pretty stinking good. And uh, just the other day, he put up 18 points in 15 minutes on 8 of 9 shooting um, just yesterday. So he has been he has been impressive. I do think he probably has a spot on the Grizzlies. I don't know, you know, how far that will go. Obviously, they've got Jaron Jackson Jr., even though he's out right now with an injury, um, and John Morant and Desmond Bain. You know, we'll see. Maybe he'll be get some backup center minutes or something. Um, but you can see here, this is the same card, the 2021 Leaf Metal. He doesn't even have Bowman University. Leaf Metal Purple Rookie Auto number to 25 sold for $8.71 on July 6th. That is just five days ago on auction. And then yesterday, the exact same card, but different picture. So I'm sure this card got mailed and then the picture got retaken and put up instantaneously and it got popped. The exact same card got popped for $85 four days later. They 10 times their money in four days off of Kenneth Lofton Jr., and that is the type of thing where you want to say, hey, I got to stay away completely. Um, do not do not go into the summer league buying the guy with all of the helium. And Kenneth Lofton Jr. has all of the helium in the world. And not only are you buying the guy with the helium, but you are buying a leaf card. Um, that is just an absolutely atrocious choice on the on whoever bought this part. Like if you're buying it for eight dollars, it's a fun card to have. If you're buying it for $85, you put an actual investment into this card. That is a mistake, um, a huge mistake, um, at least from where I'm sitting. And uh, he's going to get he's going to be on the Grizzlies. He's getting a spot and he will get cards. And so then you'll be stuck with a leaf auto when there are prism autos out there and optic autos and select autos and national treasures autos and flawless and immaculate and opulence. And uh, the list keeps going impeccable. Um, and, uh, nobody in nobody and nobody's mom is going to want this leaf auto. Um, but really big shout out to the person that 10 times their money in four days. All right. And then one last example here real quick is Keegan Murray. So Keegan Murray, obviously he is on the Kings. The Kings drafted him number four and he has been pretty stinking good, um, playing off ball, playing good defense, 
just one of those things. I kind of wish they had Tyrese Halliburton still so they could have Keegan Murray and Tyrese Halliburton, but whatever. Um, he's been good. He just the other night had 23 points, or he's averaging 23 points and almost a double-double in Summer League on 50% shooting. And four of his first five games in the Summer League, he's averaged or he's put up 20-plus points. So Keegan Murray has been really good, but you got to remember he is 22. He's one of the oldest guys out here, so you would kind of expect him to be playing well in summer league against guys who are 19, 20 years old, just like he played well in college last year. He's not playing 28, 29-year-old season vets, um, but you could have still made money on him. Is it a ton of money? No. $70 on June 24th to $81 on July 9th. It probably doesn't even cover eBay fees, um, but still money to be made um there on keegan murray so money be made everywhere that's all i got any questions in the chat julian the only one uh is and you guys notice lebron james bowman gold psa or bgs8 or higher are sold out on ebay except for uh 4,500 and up. Do you think that it had to do with population count or his passing total points in NBA? If Aaron were here, he might be able to give you an intelligent answer on this. Um, as it stands for me, I don't, I don't really know what, what to say to that. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it has to do with him with his points total and setting records and also uh, people getting more into pop and more into low number cards because of the problems with base cards and the prices that have been happening there or not even base cards, but non-numbered, non-numbered Ruby wave silvers, that type of stuff. I agree. All right. Real quick one. NFL trade. So, of course, Baker Mayfield got traded for a conditional fifth-round uh, pick that I believe can become a fourth-round pick. He got traded to the Panthers. They just traded for Sam Darnold last year, and then they went and got Baker Mayfield for the less, uh, which is actually a very interesting move. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield than Sam Darnold. I am curious to see what happens. I'm still a believer in Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think he kind of got the short end of the stick in Cleveland. Um, so he'll go with Matt Rule. And he has, you know, some good offensive weapons out there in Carolina. And we'll see what he can do. But you can see his prices here. Six-month trend of his select field-level silver rookie PSA 10. If you bought in January, you're not making money. You're losing 12%, minus $46. But if you bought in May, and I kept putting Baker Mayfields in the email, even though, you know, there was a chance that he stayed with uh, – the Browns or didn't get traded and they just said, ah, oh, you're not going to play this year. I kept putting him in the email. Cause I was like, look, if he gets traded, we all know what happens. We all know what happens when somebody gets traded, their prices go up every single time. Now you have to be on top of it. You have to be ready to sell at a moment's notice. But every time a dude gets traded, even if it's Baker Mayfield for a fifth round pick, you can see prices went up. And so if you would have bought on say May 20th or July 4th, you know, you're paying under $250 for a while there, and now you could have sold for $325. Uh, tail is old as time. Absolutely a tail is old as time. Player gets traded, value goes up, and everyone could have seen Baker Mayfield getting traded unless they thought the Browns were just going to be super stubborn because you knew that he wasn't going to play. You knew he wasn't going to play uh, for the Browns after everything that happened. So it was either the Browns trade him or the Browns are stubborn and hold on to him and just he doesn't play, he doesn't get paid. Um, I would take the chance on that and the people that did making money today. Um, and then 2022 AB says, did you guys do the Chronicles H2 giveaway yet? Was that today? That is today. That is at the end. So at the end of tonight, we will be covering that um, and we'll go from there. And uh, Matthew says, do you think you can make money on base cards still? Julian's opinion might differ from mine. I do. I do. But it really depends. It really depends on what you're getting. Like, I bought Jazz Chisholm Bowman Chrome base last year for a dollar a piece at the National, and they got up to like $13 this year. You can make money on that. 
obviously, because that's $12 a card. Um, but if you're talking, if you're talking more along the lines of buying like a LeBron James 2003 Tops Chrome base, it's a little bit more iffy, or a Justin Herbert base, something like that. It's a little bit more iffy. Yeah, so, I yeah. I agree. I mean, you can you you can make money on anything these days, but would I recommend buying base cards? Probably not. With especially with the amount of now parallels and different cards that Panini and Topps are releasing, they're definitely better options. But um, you you could definitely still make make some money. It probably isn't very much money. You definitely have to do a lot of research with that. But uh, yeah, I would not recommend going with base cards. Yeah, and a couple more a couple more questions here. Uh, Jan Weir, I think. Jordan Love? Question mark. You know, Aaron Rodgers is at least going to be playing this year. Jordan Love will be a year closer to free agency. He'll be on year three this year. Um, and if Rodgers potentially will play next year also, so it's probably going to be a two-year deal, at which point Jordan Love will be on his fifth-year option by the time he gets a chance to play. You know, I I think if I'm buying Jordan Love, I'm waiting. Uh, I wouldn't be buying now. I'd be waiting, using the money you would be on spending on Jordan Love on other guys, and then when we're in year number two of Aaron Rodgers' two-, three-, four-year contract, uh, buying Jordan Love, and then seeing if he gets to play in his fifth-year option year. And then lastly, Tony says, obviously we can't look into the future, but what do you think of Trevor Lawrence rookie cards? Look, if I stand by this all the time. If you are talented enough to be the number one overall pick, you have talent, without a doubt, unless it's a weird year like um, the Cavaliers taking Anthony Bennett in 2013, which was a year, weird year, not really any – uh, guy that should have been number one, right? Obviously, looking back, Giannis would have been number one pick. Um, but if you have the talent to be number one, then then you have talent. And last year was weird with Urban Meyer being a freak and everyone hating him. Hopefully, this year uh, Travis Etienne will be healthy. They got him some, uh, you know, Christian Kirk got paid, but they got him some weapons. And hopefully, Trevor Lawrence will be able to have a fresh start. And then we'll actually see some of that talent that showed up. Because in in little spurts last year, he had some throws that were like, yeah, this is why he got the number one pick. And then he also had throws where you're like, dude, what are you thinking? Um, looking like 1998 Peyton Manning out there. But for me, I'm always willing to bet on dude if he was the number one pick. And sometimes it doesn't work out. You look at the years uh, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, you know, picks number one and two. Like, yeah that wouldn't work out now, but it's still, it's still a worthwhile gamble in my mind. Um, let's move on though. Cause we got a couple more things here. Austrian grand prix happened and uh, Julian, you want to take us away? Yeah. I thought I'd sprinkle a little bit of F1 in here. Um, if any of you've been watching F1, you know that Mick Schumacher has been on a little bit of a streak recently. Um, up until two weekends ago in Silverstone, the race, uh, Mick Schumacher had not had no points in his F1 career. So um, it, was, it was kind of expected last season with Haas. He um, didn't have the best car, uh, wasn't really challenging anybody for uh, a, a top 10. Um, but this season, there were definitely some, some high hopes and high expectations for him, especially considering his uh, teammate, Kevin Magnuson, uh, did really well. The first race came away with first race came away with points, um, and then after that, uh, he was Magnuson was getting points here and there. Mick Schumacher crashed twice, wasn't getting any points, so his card's starting to dip quite a bit. And then come two weekends ago, his uh, he got his first points, and then this weekend at the Austrian Grand Prix, he got points again. He finished sixth, his best um, finish in a Formula race so far. Um, and here's just a sale of his 2021 Topps Chrome Refractor Auto, Rookie Auto, out of 150, PSA 9 with the 10 Auto, uh, sold for $535 on June 12th. So that was before he got any points. A lot of people were trying to dump his stuff. Uh, didn't know if he would be with the team next season. There was a lot of rumors about his future. And then uh, July 10th, so... Today's 11th, I believe. So yesterday, 
um, after the race. Uh, that uh, same card, different different numbered, but uh, same card basically. PSA nine auto ten sold for uh, basically a thousand dollars July tenth. So his stuff has started to rebound. Um, a lot of people are coming back into the hype on him. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can keep up this great streak. He's been racing really well. I personally think that uh, his points finish is giving him a lot more confidence. He's not he's not as stressed out about needing points. So I think he's loosened up quite a bit. And I think uh, it'll only go up from here. But that that's me personally. Cool, cool. I have nothing to add because I know nothing about F1. But uh, I'm going to take your word for it because Julian does know F1. Um, him and Aaron have a big love for that, that I, uh, I just don't have. All right, let's move on from Mick Schumacher. Uh, one last thing here real quick, and we'll go through it real quick. The futures game is coming up. That's the, uh, minor league all-star game basically. And you can get selected from any level, a ball, um, high, a double a triple a, and you all compete in the same game. And here are the rosters. If you have a favorite team, you can see them in alphabetical order there. Arizona, you know, Corbin Carroll, Colorado, Zach Fien, and Ezekiel Tovar. I'd actually, Zach Fien plays for the Spokane Indians right now, so I just watched him play in real life on Friday. That was fun. Uh, Milwaukee, Jackson Churio, Helium Prospect, number 38, all, uh, playing in the uh, game. Um, and then you have one interesting one for me, Philadelphia over here, Eric Miller in the game. So Logan Ohapi or Ohopi and Eric Miller. Eric Miller is interesting to me because I was on Mercari and I saw a Bowman Red first, number to five of Eric Miller for $20. And I said, I don't even care. I don't care. It's from 2019. It's new enough. Uh, like I wouldn't just spend $20 on it, like a 2013 Bowman Red, but like 2019 Bowman Red, I'll spend $20 on that and just see what happens. Well, short, long story short, two months later, Eric Miller is in the futures game. Um, after I bought that for 20 bucks. So like a gold just sold for $35 the other day. I feel like a uh, red, I could probably get like 50, 60 bucks for. So that's pretty fun just for me from seeing the red and saying, oh, I might as well buy it just cause to it actually kind of working out if I get around to selling it, which who knows if I will. Um, and then there's a couple more slides here. Just some prices. Corbin Carroll, of course, he became a top five prospect in all of MLB. Number three, really, on MLB Pipeline. But you can see here that despite becoming the number three prospect and despite uh, going to the Futures game, his prices have actually, and despite having a great year, his prices have gone down. This card sold 12, uh, Refractor Auto PSA 10, number to 499, sold for $1,260 on May 14th on auction. On July 10th on auction, it sold for $1,002. I don't probably, I don't think that's like um, in correlation to his talent. I think that's probably just in correlation to the amount of money people are spending uh, recently on cards. And if there's anything that you can point to that says, ooh, there is money going down, uh, it's this right here because this is the type of card that you would expect to go up big time. It has not. And I do think a lot of that has to do with inflation. Um, and real quick, James McCarty. Ellie De La Cruz has been amazing. Yeah, Ellie De La Cruz has been amazing. He's the only player in all of uh, the minor leagues that has a 20 home run, 20 stolen base season. And uh, he's probably going to get to 30-30 by the end of the year. And then uh, Big John says, Nate, what do you think about Mercari? Um, I do think there's people on there that sit there all day and just snipe cards because like, I see some great deals from time to time, but I'm not on there all the time, so I don't snipe them. But every once in a while, you see some cool cards that are, just don't show up. Uh, specifically I played against a kid named Kyle Cody in high school for baseball and his tops Chrome superfractor auto showed up on Mercari, uh, for $180 and I was going to buy it and I was like, ah, maybe I'll wait for it to go down. And I was like, actually, I'll just wait for a paycheck to come in before I drop $180 on a kid that I know I'm not going to get a return on investment on. Like it would just be because I played against him. I was, I really wanted it. Like I really, really wanted it. And then, um, and then it sold for $166. Somebody got a better deal, and uh, I am devastated. But that's the type of stuff that you can find on Mercari that people might not, you know, he wasn't selling it on eBay. And, like, I never thought I would have run into it, and I'm devastated I didn't get it because I'll never run into it again. But uh, there's there's definitely deals to be had, and there's rare stuff to be found. I mean, that, that Eric Miller read out of five. 
I don't think that card's ever sold. And it sold on Mercari for 20 bucks. Um, so it's pretty cool. And uh, a couple more. Is baseball down overall down? I feel like it's a great time to buy. Um, I don't know if I would say it's overall down. I just think there's segments. There's guys that are up. I mean, Julio Rodriguez is up, you know, from the midpoint uh, from May and stuff like that. It's just it's weird. You, once you get into the middle of a 162 game season, the hype really isn't there. The hype's at the beginning. The hype's at the end. In the middle, you really have to have guys with hot streaks to be able to make money. Otherwise, people kind of get bored. Um, and then lastly, there's one more slide here. Uh, Jackson Churio, I just had to bring up Brewers high helium prospect K- kicking myself, wanted to buy him, told Aaron, I was going to buy him really didn't buy anything, but May 14th, this sold for $113 was more expensive than I was expecting. So I was waiting for it to come down. Well, it never came down July 10th, same card, $203 still kicking myself. We ended up with a couple for slab stocks, but not enough for how high I was on him before his cards came out. Um, I should have spent thousands on this kid, and I just didn't. Um, that being said, uh, I feel like there might be... Oh, it's the Chronicles. It's the Chronicles giveaway. All right, so we're done with this section. Uh, before we get into the Chronicles giveaway, Julian, any last words on any of that what we just talked about? No, well, I think you covered a bunch of it. But basically, the, the last slide, what you're telling me is Aaron should be listening to you on what to buy. That's what you're telling me? Well, no, he t- he gave me a budget to go buy him, and I didn't do it. So, oh, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's real. Your fault, huh? Yeah, it was, it was, you know, you know, I have a hard time spending my own money, but I had a hard time spending company money because the cards were more expensive than wow. I was expecting. Yeah, it's like, ugh. That's not something you come across every day. I would have gone crazy. Yeah, so big mistake. Uh, you live and you learn. Um, there's always another guy, you know, there's always somebody else. There so is. It'll, there's always another guy. it'll be okay. As for this giveaway, if you guys weren't aware, we are running um, a giveaway on the website uh, to enter. You had to have gone to the website and done a bunch of steps. You could have got entries to get in. We have the list and we have it on random.org. I just put all of the names into the list. It is 3000 some names long here so maybe not the world's greatest odds but uh definitely not too bad i'm gonna stop screen sharing here so i can share this other screen this other tab real quick and we will do the randomizer um to pick somebody to win here so uh good luck everyone we got the whole list here it's very long huge list you can see it there all the way from michael Skiolto to Cole Murphy. Um, we do this three times, and this will be the winner of the um, of the uh, Chronicles football box there, the 2020 NFL Chronicles football box, with a chance at Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or Tua Tega Viola or Tungo Viola. All right, let's randomize, and you can see this, right, Julian? Yeah. All right, so you see this. There's There was 3,092 items in your list. Here are they in random order. Some people's names are obviously going to be here once, twice, three, four, five times. And so you got Ricky Hoffman at the top, and you got Adam Bruce at the bottom. Number two, Javier Ramos at top, and Josh Johnson. Ooh, Josh Johnson, former Marlins pitcher, Josh Johnson at the bottom. And a real quick, uh, Julian, if you see a name you want to call out, We'll do we'll do an absurd three thousand person uh <laughs> call out. We might we might spend another live just going through everybody seeing if we recognize anybody. All right, pick pick one of the last twelve names here from Kyle to Josh. You gotta pick one, and I'll pick one and we'll see if we win. Mm-hmm. Gary Hawkins. I'll go with Gary Hawkins. All right, Gary Hawkins, and I am gonna go with uh Kathleen. Neshawat. That's how you say it. All right. Number three. And the winner is not Kathleen or Gary Hawkins. It is Zach Daughtry um, and Ian Baker with number two. I'm going to take a quick screenshot of this. Uh, We will be in contact with you. We have your contact information. So let me grab that quick screenshot. And then, uh, so congratulations to Zach he is the winner of the 2020 Chronicles box. If he does not 
respond to any of our attempts to contact him, then Ian will be next up. And if he doesn't respond, Matt and so on. Um, So congratulations to Zach on the big win. Um, Obviously, one out of 3,092, that's pretty good odds. Uh, uh, Or like, that's not good odds for winning, so it's pretty impressive that they won. It's not like the PWCC live stream. All right. With that being said, uh, I got nothing else. Julian, you got anything else for tonight? I got nothing else. All right. Well, we are six minutes past the hour, so we will close it out there. Thank you, everyone, for joining. A couple things. Remember, we have the uh, Whatnot stream tomorrow for Tops Chrome's Women Soccer. Um, and on Thursday for the Tops Museum Collection. So we've got that. We've got whatnot streams for the next week for the charity night for Camp Kesem, July 19th, July 21st. Please tune into those just to say hi, even if you don't want to buy anything. That would be amazing. Um, and uh, lastly, everyone, we will... Um, do we? Nope, we don't. We'll. I guess we'll see you back on Slapstocks Live next Sunday night uh for the pwcc auction in which aaron and i will be going through and buying cards for the camp kesem charity night so uh that should be a really fun none of the cards will be for us it will all be for camp kesem to be sold um for the camp kesem fund so uh thank you everyone for joining thank you julian for uh covering for aaron appreciate it and i hope every all of you have a good rest of your monday night